0: We believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential.
1: Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health?
0: If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It, Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield.
1: Hey, and I'm John Mitchell. So Kelly, here's the topic today. How has doing your best evolved for you and for me? Mm -hmm. Interesting idea, isn't it?
0: Very interesting. I'm going to be pontificating while you share your thoughts here.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, (laughs) you know, this, uh, this idea came because last week, I interviewed the uh, head coach of the University of Texas football team, Steve Sarcassian, and uh, he is such a great uh, guy. I mean, he's just fabulous, and the University of Texas has a decent chance to win the national championship this year in football, although some people would probably say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but <laughs> no, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid.
0: glug. <laughs>
1: right, and uh, I'm adding sugar to it, but... Uh, Nevertheless, we had a great conversation and I was telling him that how how doing my best has evolved. And, and, you know, when I when I hit about 40, well, actually, I think it's in my 30s. I just I just had this idea that, you know, I'm so damn sharp that it's just a matter of time before I'm super successful. (laughs) How naive was uh, the 30 year old John Mitchell? but but when i hit 40 i'm like you know this thing's not quite working out i'm semi successful but i'm not overly successful and i thought you know all i can do is is do my best that's the only thing i can actually control and so that was my focus in my 40s do my best and and what that really meant to me was getting up at 5:30 in the morning and now many years later i see how Unenlightened, that understanding of doing my best uh, was, and and uh, you know today I see that doing my best is really a combination of of five things. One is is effort, okay, getting up early. Another thing is is personal growth, continually bringing the wisdom of experts into your head every every week. That's that's strategic relative to what you want to accomplish. It's focusing on what moves the needle. It's being self-aware. And it's, um, what is the the fifth one? Self-aware. Oh, and maybe the most important, tuning into reality. What is reality telling you? Because you you can get so locked into what you think and how things should work, even though they may not be working. If you're not tuning into reality and, and just having that as a feedback loop, you know you're going to probably be disappointed with the results. So my evolution in doing my best went from, you know, getting up early to those five things. So I'm curious in your life, how has it changed?
0: You know, it's interesting. When you first asked me this, um, you know literally a couple of minutes before we started recording and we talked about the topic, you know I was like, "Huh, interesting. I need to put a little bit of thought into this." And you know what's really clear in, I think, when I look back do your best was a, it was lip service. I don't really even think I understood what doing my best was. I hadn't defined that in any way. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually am reflecting on a story. I had a mentor that was like a father figure to me um, growing up. And he would come to my soccer games. And I remember him early on. I, I he said, I was not, I was not being a good loser. We'd lost the game. And I was, I'm probably like 11 or so. He's like, well, did you do your best? You know? And I said, well, I think so. You know? And he said, well, you either did or you didn't. And if you said, if you say, I think so, well, then you didn't do your best. So like it was, you know, so it was just, it was a phrase that, but I don't really even think that I had defined or understood what doing my best meant. It wasn't until I think later in life, and understanding, okay, well, I need a lot of information to understand what my best is. So first of all, I've got to get around, I've I've got to get clarity, you know, around who am I, who do I want to be? What do I want to achieve? Who does that next version of me look like to achieve the things that I want to achieve? So for me, I would say the number one thing for me is clarity and being really clear about who I am, And how I want to show up in the world. And that's the first way I define my best. You know, did I show up? You know, was I present? Was I inspiring? Was I generous? You know, and then and that being the kind of the starting point for me about my identity. Right. As a human being and really being clear about what that is, because until you know that, how can you quantify what your best is? Absolutely. And I think in just talking, I, I had a couple of lights come on to say, you know, it wasn't until I was probably close to 40 where that started to make sense. And where I really started to think about it on more of a deep level, the more self-aware I became, the more reflective of yeah. life I became, the more clear what your best meant. Does yeah. that make sense?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, you know, you you start focusing on doing your best at the, about the same time I did. Mm-hmm. Except I would say that clarity piece was which was way better than my just get up early piece. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Well,
0: for me, it's like you you I, you've got to focus on identity because then you can say, all right, so if this is the person that I you know, need to strive to become on my journey to what is next, then right. how does that person show up? That person yeah. shows up waking up at 4 a.m., you know what I yeah. mean? And digging into their day and they exercise and they journal and their health is their priority and their relationship. Like then everything kind of starts to fall into place on what the best looks like. When you're very clear about your identity, you can start to say, okay, well, what does that person do then? Right. Like, if I need to be this, what, what are the habits Rituals and do does that person do to have accomplished what I want to accomplish? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know for for our, for our audience, you know, you get up at what four in the morning? I do. <laughs> man, I will tell you, it, I'm sure you're listening. to Me getting up at five thirty, going boy, that's lazy Geez, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to have my day done by the time his little eyes are opening. <laughs> Well, you know, I tell you, I was telling Coach Sark, I said, you know, to me, life comes down to having a successful life comes down to uh, to having an intelligent plan and doing your best. And I think most people would agree with that. But I would also say that most people are not very enlightened in terms of what is an intelligent plan and what is doing your best, because you know they hadn't really thought about it you know and it's interesting that that we we were well into our our 40s or even 50s for we even really got our head around this and so if you're younger than that this idea that you know if you have an intelligent plan and you do your best if you if you do those two things you need to have the the innate belief that God is going to make it all work out. It's all going to work out. So Kelly, what do you think about that idea of that you have to have an intelligent plan, and you have to do your best? Do you, you agree with that idea?
0: Oh, 100%. You know, and it kind of goes back to what we were mentioning earlier about clarity, like having an intelligent plan. You know, again, it's really hard to do your best if you don't have an intelligent plan, like it's the right. roadmap to do your best, Right. Yeah, I'm 100% on the same page.
1: You know, I tell you, I think the majority of people do not have an intelligent plan for their life. That's my observation. And I was, uh, you know, I, I've i talked to my stepson about this and really anybody that will listen. You know, <laughs> if you're, if you got a life and you got to work, you can't have a, a great life if you're making $20 an hour. The math just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, why not get a skill so you can make fifty dollars an hour? Mm-hmm. Then, then you can have a a great life. But that fundamental idea escapes a lot of people, and uh, that's that's what I'm talking about—an intelligent plan. And you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know what's what's your strategy for success? What are the three things that move the needle? You know, all the things that we sort of incorporate into our technique. You got to figure those things out. That's what what having an intelligent plan is, right?
0: Yep, absolutely. And so an intelligent plan, you know, we talk about what moves the needle. We've we've given that as an example. What else is part of that intelligent plan? I mean, you talked about, you know, ongoing, you know, personal and professional growth. Um, But like, what are the other things that you're talking about when you say intelligent plan beyond moving, you know, focusing on what moves the needle, knowing, first of all, what moves the needle and then focusing on that?
1: Well, I, th- I think if we're, we're talking about having an intelligent plan for your career, it comes down to the six things that we, we include in our template. You know, having a succinct business plan, having your strategy for success, defining two or three things to move the needle, seeing where you want to be in three years, what the milestones to get there are, Understanding what the linchpin issue to go to the next level is, and you know, this is all sort of as you know, an alternative to having a business plan that most people may or may not have that they they look at once a year and it just gathers dust. You know, mm-hmm. you know, when when I grew my business, and I know this is how you do your business, I didn't have I didn't have that thirty page business plan. I was reading my business plan. 12 minutes a day every day mm-hmm. it it made it way more action oriented and obviously would would affect my unconscious daily actions but that's that's what i mean by intelligent plan with regards to business and and you know then the other thing is you got to have an intelligent plan for having a great marriage or if you're not married finding a great partner and and you got to have an intelligent plan for health but you know I see that people do life by default. They don't have a plan for doing life. I mean, you know, they just wake up and go, well, I'm winging it.
0: Well, where's the wind going to blow me today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know,
1: I am just winging it, baby, hoping for the best.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, and you know, you know, I see that, that I was mentioning this on a podcast. That's how most people do life. They They don't have an actual way of doing life. And and that becomes a problem because you know they've got to overcome two big things. One is they're innately wired to be to wired to survival, which causes them to be fear based and reactive. That's a giant thing that you got to overcome every day, and and the fact that ninety five percent of your daily actions are unconscious. So if those if your actions determine your success in life, and ninety five percent of them are unconscious. You gotta, you gotta gain control of those uh, unconscious daily actions through rewiring your autopilot. But those, those two fundamental problems are things you've got to overcome and you can only overcome them in your morning routine and, and more specifically through that daily repetition, because that's how you influence the subconscious mind. But all that seems immensely clear to me, but And I know it does to you too. But again, it goes back to most people are basically asleep at the switch, in my opinion.
0: Yep. Sleepwalking. You know, and I think I mean I can relate to that. There have been seasons or point in my life where I'm like, every day is like rinse and repeat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, where you're just kind of going through the motions and everything. So like I get it. It's easy to fall into that. What our autopilot does, right? It wants us. To, to be on autopilot and go through the motions. It's way easier. It's trying to conserve energy and to keep you safe and all of that. And so it's easy to fall into those old patterns that don't serve us.
1: Right. You know, I tell you, you, you made me realize something. Oh, maybe a year or two ago about how we're wired to not want to change. Yeah, That, that we're the subconscious mind does not want us to change. And that being wired for survival, it, makes us averse to change that's that's
0: interesting yeah that's why it's so painful that's why people you know when you're doing something different where you're feel out of your comfort zone and that's part of it your brain is making you feel uncomfortable because it's not part of the regular programming it's not part of the autopilot so it's like right. you know wait right. a minute here <laughs> right.
1: so that's wait. why the
0: reprogramming of the autopilot is critical
1: absolutely well you know as as we wrap this up so 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 how do we do our best? Well, as applied to our methodology in, in our 12 minute day technique, you define exactly what is doing your best to you. And again, you know, I there's five five things in my in my view of what that is. And but and yours don't doesn't have to be what mine are. But you just got to see it with clarity. That's sort of the the part that you brought to the table. So, absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that's got it for the day. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life.